Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I believe in this team and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. A lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. To you, it's Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now, and we've got some news to get to, my friends. But before we do that, we got to tell you that the whole thing, Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. we got a jam-packed one for you today. Really excited about this. We're going to check in uh, with Bob in Buffalo momentarily here uh, 12.35. We'll bring aboard Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman courtesy of our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino. 105 The Athletics' Corey Pronman. He is their hockey prospect beat writer. Excited to hear what he has to say about some of the top prospects in the upcoming draft and who might the Oilers be targeting at number 8. 135 Oilers Director of Player Personnel Bob Green. He had a one-on-one interview with Bob Stoffer earlier today in Buffalo and that's where we're going to go right now on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We will bring aboard Bob because there's some news that we have to break here. This uh, first coming on Twitter, Bob, from Jason Greger. So it sounds like Trent Yanni, Manny Viveros not coming back. 
uh, segment uh, about two and a half hours ago and then decided to do it uh, live. So Jason put out on Twitter that uh, the Oilers organization has uh, informed uh, both Trent Yanni and Glenn Gulson that they will uh, uh, not be remaining with the staff. I've spoken to both coaches, so we'll wait for any Twitter comment uh, to come until the and the orders are in the process of uh, rebuilding their PR staff, but with the departure of J.J. Hebert after uh, 16 years, and so there was a very structured process that worked in that regards, but uh, I have spoken to both Trent and uh, to Manny. Uh, you know, uh, these things happen. Uh, when uh, there's changes of coaching staff. So I think most people out there get that. Uh, Trent Yanni was basically hired by Todd McClellan last year when Peter Shirelli and Todd... Uh, sat down and discussed how can we get better. Uh, Jim Johnson was let go at that time. Trent was brought in specifically by Todd. And then Glenn Gullitson and Manny Vivrios were both a combination hire by Peter Shirelli and uh, Todd McClellan. Now, uh, Todd is currently conducting an interview as we speak in Los Angeles, not with Trent, but with somebody else familiar with uh, um, uh, someone out in Western Canada. So um, my guess is there's a distinct possibility that Trent will end up, um, you know, in the mix in Los Angeles. Don't know if he's going to ultimately get the job there, but I, I, they've got a spot open for a defense coach. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the d- defenseman uh, definitely appreciated the tenor that Trent had. Um, he was composed and had did a real good job uh, working with the young defense in Anaheim. Had a top five penalty kill for three straight years with the Anaheim Ducks before he came to Edmonton. Uh, we gave, we threw out those numbers, Brendan, over the course of Monday and Tuesday. Just uh, the Oilers finishing 30th this year in penalty killing, but they were 25th at the time that they traded Strom away. And uh, face-off percentage was obviously a factor. But I, I do believe Trent Yanni will resurface as an NHL assistant. He's highly thought of around the league, and he was a terrific guy to deal with over the last year. Viveros was coveted by multiple teams, New Jersey, Calgary, uh, Edmonton last year as an assistant. He came back uh, uh, to Edmonton to his, you know, his hometown. He was a tremendous uh, player growing up. Um, there's already been uh, WHL organizations uh, that sort of put the word out. Uh, I don't know if Manny uh, wants to return uh, to the WHL as a head coach. I mean, he was there for two years in Swift Current, got Swift Current to a Memorial Cup championship, and if not for some injuries, you know, they certainly would have had a better showing, but they lost their best goal scorer. That was Tyler Steenberger uh, during the course of that tournament. So, uh, again, these things happen. I, in, whereas Yanni had a specified role, I, I think an argument can be made that Viveros probably felt he was a little bit underutilized in his deployment in Edmonton. He kind of replaced Ian Herbers as the uh, eye in the sky, and then after the All-Star break slash by week, the decision was made to bring Viveros down uh, on the bench uh, full-time. So, again, uh, Jason Greger put that tweet out about 20 to 25 minutes ago. Uh, coaches found out roughly uh, well, I, 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 an hour and a half ago for sure, and he uh, got uh, so good for him for breaking that. And uh, I don't know if the orders are even going to put something out today. I, I you know, just because some changes that have occurred on that front. Now, what does it mean moving forward? It appears that Glenn Galton is going to remain on the staff. That's, uh, and from a continuity perspective, that makes sense, Brendan. And it certainly increases. I know I put a tweet out about a week ago. Uh, keep an eye on coaching trees involving Jim Playfair, who uh, was with uh, 
Dave Tippett for a number of years in the Arizona organization, and then Mark Lamb, who was with Tippett in Dallas and actually preceded Viverose and Swift Current for six years. Uh, Mark Lamb is currently working with Prince George. I can all but guarantee you I'd be in shock at this stage based upon the fact that Yanni is gone and you know how highly he has thought of around the league. Uh, I'd be shocked if Playfair is not coming in as one of the assistants. In terms of the other assistant to potentially replace Viveros, I think that one's open uh, at this time. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a byproduct. This is what happens. There's changes. I mean, the orders have underperformed the last two years. It's a lot of turn, uh, turnover. And I, I think it frustrates a lot of the fans. That they're, I mean, uh, you got Corey Promen on the show today coming up at 1 o'clock, and I'll go through the first hour here with you. I, I saw Corey over at 7.16 here in Buffalo for lunch with Marc-Antoine Godin from um, the Athletic out of Montreal, and Corey works for uh, the Athletic as well. We are just sitting down together as the calls were coming in and just the amount of turnover that the orders have had. They've got to get some form of continuity moving forward, and I think that's obviously the hope with Ken Holland and Dave Tippett, but they are entitled to bring in their people when these situations occur, and that's kind of how the business works. It's not fair always, but that's how it works. Do you think that they wanted to get this out of the way before the draft so that whoever Tippett uh, wants as his assistants can have a little bit of input on that front? Uh, I don't think it's that big of a... To be frank with you... um, I, you know what, if, if there was one position where I think you would want some input, it would be in goaltending. I think that if I was to hazard a guess in terms of which of the positional coaches have the greatest amount of input in the draft, Brendan, I'd suggest it be goalie coaches. Just because there's some guys that are on the cutting edge of what they're doing, and so they're in a position where they can maybe assist a little bit more. I, you know, that's that. That would be my own impression. You definitely want to have the GM. You know, you want to have the, the head coach there to uh, to give an idea with the players, and and perhaps more importantly in free agency, which starts like the next day. Like, you know, I think we're in Vancouver on the 21st and the 22nd. That's on a Friday and Saturday. The Sunday is the 23rd. Then Monday the 24th, the free agency period opens up, including for restricted free agents as well, which could potentially be a storyline. But I I think goaltenders have a greater amount of influence. So not to overshadow this, Bob, as we are joined by Bob Stoffer himself from Buffalo at the Draft Combine. Uh, Don Metz, longtime director of broadcasting for the Oilers, also parting ways with the team. I think that broke after the show yesterday. So it's... Quite a bit of change, and uh, at least for me, I didn't forecast this much this soon. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, Don, you know, Don did oil change. Uh, he's He had Aquila Productions, which was actually purchased uh, by Rexall Sports Corporation, which preceded the Oilers Entertainment Group. Um you know he's he's had a terrific handle on the production side of things for a number of years. A very subtle hand, sort of on the broadcast side, dealing specifically with the the talent. But I mean, this is a guy that's had a, a long and storied career. Uh, very passionate guy. He also, for many of our listeners right now, they've been to a place where he had a lot of input, and that's Studio 99. I mean, that's his baby. He sort of uh, helped refurbish that, and uh, that really was one of the you know, I know in the feedback that was provided by the season seed holders, that was probably one of the biggest positives that came out of last year was just, uh, you know, uh, how Studio 99 went. So, you know, Don, uh, I have a feeling Don is going to – I, I it, it actually occurred, uh, Brendan, while I was in uh, Disneyland, and uh, Don has got an opportunity um, in a company um, at, a, at a high level as an executive that is uh, in uh, – 
legalized, I believe, legalized marijuana, and uh, and then he's, but I believe he's going to resurface in television as well, doing something. So, uh, good guy, a lot of energy, a lot of passion, uh, confident guy, and wanted people around him to be confident as well, and he fought for his people as well. So, uh, just uh, a shout out to Don at this time as well. So, why don't we do this, Bob? Uh, since we've got you on the line, we'll press pause here. Uh, obviously, we've we've touched on the news of the day here with the Oilers. When we come back from the break, we'll get into the direct workwear audio vault. We're going to hear from Louis DeBrusque, who did a really good job yesterday of explaining what exactly goes on at the Combine. And then I know you've talked to uh, Bob Green a couple of times, the Oilers Director of Player Personnel. We can get some of your thoughts on how that's gone. Uh, for now, we'll take a timeout. It's Brendan Escott and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott sitting in the hot seat here at the 630 Chad Studios, but we are joined on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline by Bob Stoffer. He's in Buffalo. The River Cree Resort Casino, uh, big changes coming there this June. Their main casino floor will become 100% smoke-free, but you can still enjoy Embers, which is their new smoke-friendly casino expansion with slots, table games, and more. They're just getting bigger and better at the River Cree Resort Casino. So, Bob, just to put a bow on this, uh, you know, I got the impression that Manny Viveros, he was brought in to man the power play, and then he ended up, like you said, kind of being the eye and the sky uh, do you think that he was 100% happy there with the role that they had given him I know he wasn't 100% happy just like Ian Herbers wasn't 100% happy um, you know and that's that happens I mean Yanni was brought in he's got a he's you know a real good track record on PK unfortunately that didn't come to fruition and that's the biggest area the Oilers have to improve this offseason they got to find a way to have a better penalty kill for next year because they're brutal again um, but Yanni, you know, had was coaching the defense and running the penalty kill. Uh, Gullitson ran the power play. And uh, I personally don't believe there was uh, a lot of discourse on that. I think Glenn had a, you know, and Glenn's been an NHL head coach. He's had two head coaching jobs um, and did a lot of coaching in concert with Ken Hitchcock. I mean, you can make a strong argument. I've had a lot of people say to me, Brendan, what the order should have done is give Todd McClell another 15, 18 games, and then at that stage go to Gullitson instead of bringing in Ken, Ken Hitchcock. But whatever, can't change the past. But uh, no, to answer your question, uh, you know, I, I think Manny, and, and Manny's going to get offered America, or, uh, Western Hockey League head coaching jobs. I mean, the Kamloops Blazers have an open position. If I'm Tom Gillardy, I'm reaching out right away to, uh, to Ken Hall and saying, hey, can you help steer this guy in our direction. But uh, I think for Manny, been there, done that, he probably wants to be in the AHL as a head coach. And I think his frustration would be that he had options last year. Yanni had options last year too, but that's the business. These situations are fluid for coaches. All right, so uh, you're down in Buffalo at the draft combine. We're going to jump right now into the Direct Workwear audio vault. Direct Workwear is where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So, uh, Bob, I know that this is old hat to you as well, but uh, Louis DeBrusque was on the show yesterday and sort of uh, put into perspective for the listeners exactly what goes on for the 100-plus players that are at the draft combine every every player is different they can have anywhere from you know five meetings with teams 20 31 they can meet with all of them um, depending on what type of a prospect you are or, you know what teams feel they might be interested in taking you at the first few rounds so um, 
you know, they'll go into rooms and they'll sit and they'll be asked questions from sometimes a couple of people that will be in that room and other times there'll be as many as 10, 12 people in that room. So it all depends on the organization and how they set up their, their interview process. But, you know, they're trying to get a feel. Sometimes they try and stump the players. Sometimes they try and, you know, give them a little bit of a curveball, ask them a tough question, ask them a riddle. Um, you know, it's it's all about just trying to find out, you know, what makes that, that kid tick and, and, and what the process is going through their mind at this point in time. And then after the interviews with them, we get a select few kids that will come in with us with uh, with Sportsnet and, you know, We'll go through some questions with them of our own. We'll tape, pre-tape some stuff for for our coverage of the draft. When they do get drafted, we'll have some stuff in the can that we can go to and use. And then after that, when the camera's off, we'll just kind of ask them a few questions. We're probably a lot more lighthearted than, than the teams ask, and we're more talking about um, – things they do away from the game, things they do for training, family members, and, you know, how they got to this point in their life. We're, we're about the backstory going in so we have some information about these players. So there you go. That is Louis Dabrowski explaining uh, a little bit more detail as to what actually goes on at the draft combine. Uh, Bob, you sent the tweet out earlier today, I believe, that, uh, you know what, they're, they're looking for forwards and it's your belief they're going to take a forward here in this draft. But is there a chance that Broberg is enticing enough as a Swedish puck-moving defenseman that they might make that move too? If you would have told me that this, you know, after last year's like a Gretzky, um, I tell you right now, I would have believed that uh, Broberg wouldn't be in teams' top tens. I think there's the one thing I've gathered here over the course, in my opinion, over the last, uh, and I probably saw guys from six or seven different NHL organizations. I mean, obviously, Hughes is going one, Kako's going number two. Uh, a lot of people think that Turcotte is going to go three to the Chicago Blackhawks. They need a forward. Uh, they've drafted uh, defensemen uh, with the first-round picks in, what, the last... they got a lot of defense prospects. Let's just put it this way. I mean, they got Boquist last year at number eight. Um, and then you have uh, the Colorado Avalanche and, and the L.A. Kings. I think... Uh, we're going to see Bone Byram and Kirby Doc also go in the top five. I think Doc has separated a bit as an example uh, from, you know, uh, Dylan Cousins from Lethbridge because those two were often compared together. Then you have the, the you know, the, the run on the Americans. Like, where's Cole Caulfield going to be? I think he's going to end up going in the top ten. Trevor Zegras will go in the top ten as well. Um, right now, Peyton Krebs, probably 10, 11, 12. So that's a quick synopsis. I mean, that's just the sense I get at this time. Uh, I know that Doc knocked it out of the park interviewing with a couple teams this week. He's a really physically imposing. He's a mature big guy. He's got a ton of talent. Uh, I, I know I compared him in the past to a guy like Ryan Getzlaff. Um, and there were some people that were unsure how good Ryan Getzlaff was really going to be in junior. Nobody debates that now. I mean, he's a tremendous player and a driver for Anaheim, which would have been a really good organization for a number of years. I've compared Cousins more like a Jeff Carter. Those are two pretty good players. So there's, you know, and I guess that's the optimal comparisons for both players. Uh, but I do think at this stage, uh, Doc has actually separated a bit from Cousins. Um, Turcott, no question, top five. I think a lot of uh, people really like him. And uh, Matthew Boldy will be somewhere in the top 10 or 11 as well. You know, there's five American forwards off that U.S. development program. I think they all go in the top 11. For sure, Cousins and Doc go, you know, top eight. 
but I, I think Doc's going in the top five, and I think Cousins goes six, seven, or eight. All right, Bob, and we'll get more uh, insight on this, I'm sure, sure. With, uh, with Bob Green. We're going to press pause here for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We're back with Bob from Buffalo and Elliot Friedman as well. It's Brendan Escott in the hot seat on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.